0: Hey, man, it's, what, Thursday? Happy Thursday,
1: everybody. Are you ready for some football? We got football back today, baby. You see, I'm repping the birds, rise up, Dion, you know, all of that. But anyways, man, I have a special guest today, my guy Parlay Pete. But before I get to my guest, oh, shit, I got to introduce myself. Hey, 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 it's the big, big. And I'm back. And we're going to talk about a little white privilege, a little NBA, a little NFL, and gambling. So, white privilege. White card. Why use a bank card when you can use your white card? White card. White card. You don't need no bank card when you got a white card, right? That can get you into any door that you want to get in. So, I'm saying that because Steve Nash was recently hired as the coach of the Nets, and Stephen A. jumped out and said, it's white privilege, and initially, I'm like, no, I don't think that's white privilege. I think that's another point guard, another Hall of Fame player getting an opportunity to coach a team, and this happens. It happened. and you don't even have to be a Hall of Fame player all the time to get jobs. I mean, you have people like Doc Rivers, no experience who got a job. Mark Jackson, no experience who got a job. Steve Kerr, no coaching experience, who got a job. Those are just a few off the top of my head. Derek Fisher was one of the top 10 highest paid coaches coming out of the NBA into a coaching job with no bench experience, okay? So this isn't a rare occurrence. But then he caveated it by saying that it's white privilege because he was able to walk into a ready-made team. And black coaches don't get that opportunity. Question for you. How many coaches get to walk into a ready-made team? Very few. The last coach that I remember to walk into a ready-made team, 2016 Ty Lute, But he paid his dues as an assistant coach. Some could say that Steve Kerr walked into a ready-made team with the 2015 Warriors who were prepped by a black man who did not get the opportunity to win a championship. But if you look at them, their offense changed dramatically. Draymond entered the starting lineup, not David Lee. And that's probably why they jumped over uh, everyone else and became the warriors that we know today. But we have to pick and choose our times when we want to use the race card because see the race card is not as strong as the white card, but see the race card, can get you in the door sometimes it can get a conversation started sometimes the race card scares people but you don't want to be the man who cried race all the time because guess what when there's a problem when you actually need to use your race card it can get declined so i'm bringing in my special guest parlay baby what's happening
0: what's going on lee how we doing
1: I'm doing all right, man. I'm happy to have you back on the pod. Luckily, this time we can see you. We don't have Josh in the background ruin it by planning the weekend.
0: Pretty much. That's 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 the best way to put it. Um, and let me tell you, it is you know, it's not a white privilege, but it's definitely a privilege to be on the Big Baby pod podcast again. I'm really excited about this and I'm ready to get it going.
1: So when Stephen A. Smith came out and said it was a white privilege that got Steve Nash the job, man, what did you think?
0: You know, my initial reaction was he's trying to use this as a vessel, especially with what is going on right now, to further push an agenda on this type of stuff. And, you know, with the NBA, of course, being probably the most predominantly black league of any sports league in the world, um, and him being on such a prominent stage, arguably the most popular sports talk show, if not most popular, definitely top three, um, and being the definitely the highest paid probably ESPN pundit, it, it's easy for him to have that voice, and he knows that it's going to make headlines. So my thought was, you know, kind of a hot take to begin with. Uh, he didn't really think about it. It just was more of one of those things of, you know, another example of – us not getting these type of opportunities, even though it has happened, as you stated kind of in the intro, this stuff has happened before where there's been a black coach that has no experience. And the one thing that is true about all of it is that they all have uh long NBA careers uh, for everybody, black or white that's gotten these jobs without any coaching experience.
1: And you know, for me, it happened last week where you have Scottie Pippen versus Richard Jefferson, you got Stephen A., then you got Jay Williams versus Stephen A., Jay Williams versus LeBron. I'm like, it seems like it's just ESPN fratricide. Like, it's just, hey, let's have some ESPN ESPN on ESPN violence to really drive our ratings, right? I thought that it was a ratings push because I don't trust anything that comes out of Bristol.
0: Yeah, it's a headline. I mean, it's a headline. That's literally the first thing that you see. Uh, If you notice, if you ever get on ESPN.com, you know, they'll have the headlines on the right, like the writing headlines. Then they'll have – if the game's on, it'll be kind of the main screen. Then you just scroll down one level, and it'll generally be the shows and takes, and they'll have these outrageous – what would you call them? Thumbnails of these guys' faces along with the headline. So like in that situation, it would have been Stephen ain't looking like this. Yeah, yeah, right, right. And then and then it's fuck. It's uh, uh, I can curse on this, right? Yeah, no, yeah. All right, fuck it. So all right, <laughs> um, Then it'll be Max Skelton like, <laughs> it'll be some crazy shit, and it'll be you know the the, the headline will read Steve Nash, uh a member of white privilege in the NBA. Like, you know what I mean? It'll just be something crazy and it'll be a two minute clip and it'll be Stephen A yelling at Max and Max trying to say, whoa, 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 Like that's, that's pretty much their, their gambit in life at this point. And, you know, I guess whatever it takes, because like, like we've noticed on their Instagram or Twitter or whatever, whenever they put stuff out, you know, it was pretty dry. During during the pandemic, during this, oh pandemic.
1: yeah, they, I hope they fired the intern who was running it. It it was terrible.
0: Well, shit. I would hope that it wasn't an intern running it at that point. If you're in a pandemic, you don't have time to have an intern. Like so, I you know I don't I don't I don't think that Stephen A. meant necessarily any harm, but I just think that he was further pushing a narrative that's been pretty popular the last two, three, four months. Yeah. So.
1: And I think that he has a point that there is an extreme amount of white privilege that goes into coaching and coaching hires. Because um, if you look at the number of of black coaches versus black players, white coaches versus white players, it doesn't really make sense. And even looking at former player coaches, I saw that like Nick Wright did some weird statistical analysis that's like if you were to randomly select coaches, like – The disparity that we have between black and white just wouldn't exist just in a random variation, so I get that. But I think we have to be careful when we want to use our race card because, just like any card, if you use it too much, eventually it's gonna decline. That's true, that's true. You don't want your card to decline when you are actually trying to make a purchase, right? So, I look at Indiana. Which is a which is a franchise that doesn't drive any ratings that people don't really care about. Victor Oladipo wants out. No one's talking about it. You know they overachieved this past year by not having Vic playing the whole year. Malcolm Brogdon was overpaid, and the emergence of Sabonis, and they fired Nate McMillan, who overachieved the last two years.
0: He and he did. He did. And you know I'm not. I was surprised definitely that he got fired. I think that the biggest thing is uh, with his firing was was more of the one-year extension that they gave him, which is basically, you know, I don't know if that was in a weird way they knew no matter how the series went that that was going to be like a severance package or what. But them giving him that one-year extension to me locked him up no matter what happened in that series for him to keep his job. And, you know, they did have a very poor showing. And once we get to the gambling, I'll just talk about how bad it was. But they did have a poor showing. Now, like you said, Sabonis. There was no Sabonis. That's an all-star this year. They're missing him. Vic still had not gotten back. He wasn't 100% in reality. I mean, he didn't play, no. well, but he wasn't 100%. And I think everybody that watched knew that. And TJ Warren, and, well, and Warren, I get it, was first-team all bubble you know, damn near, what, behind Booker and Lillard, probably the third best player in the bubble by the numbers. But at the same time, you know, they were overmatched. And and ultimately Miami is showing that with how they dispatched Milwaukee. So I don't think that they uh, waited, you know, long enough to even make that type of decision, even with the poor showing in the playoffs. I just – you know, this is a it's a pandemic year, so so of course the best team truly is going to win because there is no home court advantage. And I thought that Indiana definitely should have got one game, but you're also talking about a guy that has you know exited the first round every year that he's made it, and so maybe they just felt like there was no growth.
1: But for me, I think you have to be real with yourself and the type of team you're going to be. Right? Do we see? Indiana as more than a first-round exit team or a second-round swept team?
0: You were a lot higher on Miami than I was.
1: Uh, uh, I say Miami? I meant Indiana.
0: No no, 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 no. I'm just bringing that up in a sense of I thought that Indiana could have won the series coming into it. Yeah, honestly, I really did. But you were high on Miami. I mean, you you predicted it. And so I'll give you that. You said it wouldn't surprise me if Miami at least makes it to the Eastern Conference Finals. And obviously, now you, you two think that they can make it to the finals. And so, I
1: mean, my money says
0: they're in the finals with the Lakers. Okay. Little, 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 uh, spo LeBron reunion, huh? Oh,
1: exactly. Because I think it's all about storylines.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You got Pat. You got, yeah, yeah, you got, you got the fucking mob boss and Pat Riley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way that he sits up there is so ridiculous. But I get it. It's Pat Riley. Pat Riley. <laughs> he can do that. Story about Pat Riley. We we used to have Hawks season tickets. Pat Riley and his wife sat in front of us for a playoff game when the Heat played the Hawks. It was unbelievable. Did, did you speak to him? No, we knew who it was. And the thing is, my mom, you know, my mom's a big – she was a big basketball fan too. And, of course, we all knew who it was. This was when – gosh, this was when Stan Van Gundy was the coach. So this is before they even won the finals. Mm-hmm. And – um. No 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 no. no. This was not then. This was when Spo was the coach. This is Pat Riley. My mistake. Uh, Because definitely, I'm looking at the years. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. Spo was the coach, but I think it was like Spo's first couple years or whatever. And um, no, we didn't say anything. But that you know, most people don't want to be those people though. And it's like there's only but so much I could say to Pat other than you know I'm a 12 year old, 13 year old. Hey, can I get a picture? You know, and I just I've never wanted to be that guy as a kid or as an adult. So, bro, I have
1: too much pride for that. Like I'm not going to be the guy who's like, "Hey, can I get a picture?" Like I remember
0: yeah.
1: one year my mom came for um uh Founders Week. Found the You know how they have the different people for the candle yeah. in the dark and all that extra shit. She probably doesn't want me to tell the story, but oh well. Morgan Freeman was there and she ended up like getting a picture with him. And she was like so upset that, like, I didn't want to go up there and take a picture. And I'm like, Mom, we see famous people on campus all the time, for one. Yeah, very It's true. nothing new. And two, I'm a man. Like, I'm just not, I'm not, I'm not, I, I can't be no groupie.
0: Oh, well, especially, especially at that age. You know, like I said, it's one thing to be, there's like a cutoff for that type of stuff. And, you know, once you get to honestly, really about 16, 15, even. You should stop doing that type of stuff. Like, you know, and even the same for the athletes, like, 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 and you know, long time, uh, lifer Falcon season ticket holder. And we used to sit on the second row where the Falcons came in and out. So over the years, I've gotten plenty of gloves. We've gotten jerseys, you know, mm-hmm. Angelo Hall helmet, Jersey, uh, uh, Justin's got Terrence Mathis's Jersey one year. that's dope. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I've, we've gotten everything. I mean, everything you can think of, like, literally, gloves from Warwick. I mean, everybody. I can't believe i I don't have any something that I've gotten as a kid. And so Michael Vick, whether it's his little quarterback uh, towel, because he didn't really wear that much stuff, but Mike Vick, we've gotten that. Like, you know what I mean? And so at a certain age, you know, you start getting too old and too big for that shit. And so – and same thing with the athletes. They're going to look at you and they're going to be like, man, this nigga looks too old. and. Like, right why right now. It'll be grown men there like it's like it's goddamn Monday Night Raw or something going crazy over another grown man. I can't do that. It's just not my style. You know, if I run into him at a bar randomly or something, I might say something. But outside of that, I'm not definitely not asking for a picture. But
1: well, pic- no, you have like the you have like the best famous people look, though.
0: Yeah. I run a lot life.
1: of people in bars and lobbies of condos. Like you run into. That I live
0: too. Like uh, some of that stuff was where I was living. So like, you know, it's 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 been uh quite a few different encounters. Like I tell you what, as a kid, one mm-hmm. of the top ones was Drake. We met me and Justice got pictures with Drake. Um at a Hawks game, and he was standing there by himself. Now, this was So Far Gone Drake, so this was like 2008, 2009. Yeah, nobody knew him by name. Yeah, no, he wasn't as popular. He definitely wasn't Drake yet, but yeah. we knew who he was because we, you know, uh, we 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 heard his shit, so like, we knew who Drake was, but So Far Gone was out when, when we met him, and so, it just, it's 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 luck of the Irish, I guess.
1: You know his best songs on So Far Gone? Mmm... November eighteenth, the best song he's ever made.
0: Well, of course, for you, yeah, because it's an easy thing for 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 you to say for your birthday. But
1: hey, and that's the NBA draft, and I'm gonna make some money that day.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just so,
1: so. Let me get back to this coaching thing, right? Because I've been wanting to go on a podcast and talk about the reasons why Mark Jackson should never, ever, ever, ever get another coaching job in the NBA again. He did well for the Warriors. Don't get me wrong. But he almost traded Steph. It almost happened
0: for both. Then that, that whole Monte Ellis thing. When, yeah, when he, he chose Monte. That, you know, who's going to be our guy going forward?
1: Right. Like, th- this shouldn't be a question. He threw Steph in the corner and said, okay, yeah, you can just catch and shoot corner threes. We don't need you on the plant shooting off the ball, shooting all the threes. Not all this shooting that you can do really well. We don't need you to do this. And at the time he wasn't terribly wrong for the way that the league was played. But the fact that we're five, six, seven years removed from that, and he's now a commentator, and his game and his analysis has not adapted to today's game. It's like Mark Jackson. You are auditioning for a coaching job every time you call a game. A lot of these guys they get to disappear. Yeah, they're not getting paid, but they get to disappear and do whatever or that you can disappear and be an assistant coach. You are on national TV multiple days a week giving us piss poor analysis, letting us know that, bro, I don't even think you, like, have heard of analytics at all. And not that I believe in analytics to a T, because I don't. I think that's crazy. But to just not say, hey, this right here is a smart shot, even though they missed it, this right here is a – is a is a bad shot, even though they made it like to, to understand not understand
0: where the game is moving. It's like, dude, I would not hire you. See, but see, and, and we kind of spoke about this, you know, in the in the locker room a little bit, but I think that he does deserve one more shot. I don't see why he doesn't. And I say that not because of his coaching style, but more so because his resume and record shows and should say. I deserve another chance. I mean, what? I I'd have to bring it up, I guess, but he was there for five years, maybe four, six uh, he has a positive coaching record. Like if yeah, you're going off I just, of, I just think going he, off of that, he deserves a job. He exactly. And so the, the point is, and 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 like you said, he's a national pundit. He calls the games for ESPN and ABC. So it just it's one of those things where now you, you see him almost every other week, every week. And Why is it that he wouldn't get another chance with the record that he does have the resume and instead of giving Randy Whitman, you know what I mean? These guys, these, these retreads in the league uh, constant, you know, constantly getting jobs, basically Uh, white or black too. You know, I don't
1: think he wants a job because he gets paid really well by ESPN and ABC to do that job. And if he, and if he removes himself from that seat, Someone else better might get there, and then and he may well, never get it back
0: when he loses his job. Exactly. Yeah, because him, imagine.
1: he and Van Gundy are are the absolute worst, and I think they're holding on to their jobs because ESPN barely cares about good comment good commentary on their game just because they have the rights to everything.
0: Yeah, and 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 it's a similar situation. I mean, I hate to say it with Gruden, but that's what was happening on Monday Night Football too. He was going to wait until he got to cash out. And granted, he's a Super Bowl winning coach, so that's a little different. But, like, he also is a product of a black man's built team with uh, Tony Dungy. And so uh, he was pretty mediocre outside of that Super Bowl year. I mean, the Tampa 2, which isn't even his, it's Lovey Smith's, the Tampa 2 defense definitely gave Michael Vick fits. I don't remember watching that shit all too well. But um, outside of that, I mean, he was pretty mediocre. I mean – Yeah, he was supposed to be a quarterback whisperer, and look who was—you know—look who was quarterback. One was Chris Sims, uh, uh, on his last leg. Jeff Garcia. I mean, these were the
1: guys. Like he had terrible quarterback play, and look at what Carr's doing. Carr played his best under Jack Del Rio.
0: That's true too, and you know it it sucks for him because he just hasn't been the same after that injury. That year they were really good, and he did look good, but they. you know, I, I think that this year, for sure, he's got to do something new. And granted, it, the pandemic is the going to buy a lot of people time, I think, yeah. ex- except Dan Quinn. And we'll get into the Falcons a little bit later. But I think that, you know, he's got to get ready to put up or shut up. Is this year three? It's year three, right? For Gruden, yeah. Year three. Gruden's fine, they, though. he they, got $100 million. So, like, if you fire him, you still got to pay him. Yeah, I know. I know. And that's why he left that seat. But 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 which was my point, even with Mark and Stan or not Stan, Jeff Van Gundy, those guys are going to wait until they get to cash in. And if they ever do even get a head coaching offer, they're going to wait to cash in. They're not going to leave that cushy seat. I don't know how much they make, but I would imagine it's got to be upwards close to five million dollars plus. You know what I mean? You know, I'm sure
1: they're making coach salary.
0: Yeah, they're making good money doing that, and we've gotten so used to hearing him, uh, Jeff Jeff Van Gundy, Mark Jackson, and Mike Breen together to where now hey. they're the yeah they're the voices of the NBA during the finals. And I know that they just announced Doris Burke was going to be a part of the telecast, and she was going to call games first first time in history that we're going to have a woman in uh, the Western Eastern or I guess whatever I guess they're still switching between the networks. I know the East and West used to be TNT and then ESPN, but definitely the finals we know is going to be on ABC. And so the, it'll be the first time that, that they've ever had a woman doing that. And so, you know, these guys, they've got only but so much time that they can continue to do this stuff before they get pushed out just because of something like that. But they're still going to wait on that cushy job before they Absolutely. just –
1: before we go full fully deep in the, the NBA, can we celebrate that we don't have to hear Booger's disgusting voice on Monday Night Football this year?
0: Yeah, yeah. And let me tell you, Booger gets a bad rap as because because the shit he says makes no sense. But in terms of a personality, I enjoy Booger as a personality. You know what I mean? He's this happy-go-lucky, you know, Zion Williams 20 years from now guy. Um <laughs> And you know he's LSU. He's he's a, he's basically he's a New Orleans guy. And and he's a
1: Tampa guy. He played he played down there with Sam, yeah. Right. yeah,
0: booger on the line. And you know, I he gets a bad rap from that perspective. But yeah, no, he was awful. He was awful. And and
1: I feel for him because he was the only national black voice in football.
0: Well, they they were they were playing him by giving him the booger cam. Because think about it, they moved him from there to up in the booth because they are just like, man, this is a really bad idea to have you riding around down here and, you know, making these comments about nothing. It
1: just goes back for me, ESPN, they make so much money that they don't really care about commentary. Like,
0: I'm sorry. They make so much money, but that's because they bought every fucking contract that they could. And that's why all the talent's gone, obviously, you know. Yeah,
1: because they can't. You can't have all the rights and all the con and all the uh, the creators. Like, look, I, I, I love howard. Joe
0: Buck and Troy Aikman. Me too. Like, you know, a lot of people don't like Joe Buck for whatever reason.
1: A lot of people are stupid.
0: Yeah, that's like true. Joe Buck is fucking amazing. <laughs> He's great. I like, I like Romo and Nance. CBS is, you know what's weird too? Telecasts are weird. The picturing is weird. CBS to me has just always been a really old school, boring, like not in terms of the the call was good, but I'm talking about in terms of picture quality. Yeah. That green is a little dull on the field, isn't it? It does. It does. It doesn't look as good as Fox or NBC or ESPN, even for that matter. It just... It doesn't yeah, look but good. You know,
1: ESPN doesn't get good games because of Bill Simmons calling out Goodell back in like 14, 15. And I like Bill Simmons too. I think he's one of the best sports writers ever. Agreed. So like, let's get back to the NBA, man. Giannis, my homeboy Duke, shout out to Duke. He calls Giannis Janice now.
0: Is, is that a play on he's, he's, he's a, it's the right way to say this. Um, uh,
1: I don't know. I can't speak for him. I just found it funny that he called the man Janice.
0: It sounds like he's giving him a feminine name a little bit. I don't know. I'm, that's just an assumption based on the way you're saying it. But.
1: Well, you know, because if you country, you might not be able to say Janice, right? You may say Yanis
0: Well, if he called him Janus before, or he certainly, I know a lot of people don't. Some people just say Greek freak.
1: I, I don't say the last name. I took the cupo. Right. So... Everybody's like, what is Giannis going to do? What is Giannis going to do? I honestly think Giannis is going to stay because he's a Euro. He doesn't have the ties to American basketball culture, American basketball players, American culture. Like He's a guy who appears to be happy to be here. Like, oh, I'm a superstar. I'm just happy to be a superstar. The fact that he he doesn't say, hey, bud, play me 40 minutes. Hey, bud, nah, Jimmy giving us 30? Nah, I got Jimmy. You know what I mean? Like, he just... He's just like, you know what, I'm I'm going to listen to what my coaches say because they know what's best for me. I'm going to listen to the GM. They know what's best for me. And because of his humble mentality, I think he stays in Milwaukee and doesn't win championships.
0: Yeah, well, and here's the thing, too. Look at it this way. They have a great organization. You know what I mean? Bud, we know firsthand with Bud. Bud knows what he's doing, even though, God, he looks so clueless in this past series. Yeah, he, oh, he looked clueless even in the Magic series. And, that's why I guess it wasn't surprising that you could even call the heat from a mile away because of just how they looked against the magic. I mean, it didn't, I'm not even that, I'm mildly at best surprised with, with the outcome of the series, but it's still a well-ran organization. Uh, Bud's big in the team ball, which is, you know, which is why I thought, damn, he'll finally thrive with the superstar. This is the one thing that we were missing in Atlanta. Like if Joe Johnson had been with that team that won 60 games. And I'm I guess this is just super hypothetical, but like the the lead kind of dog a little bit that Joe Johnson was with those Hawks teams before Bud got there. Mm-hmm. If Bud had a guy like that that could at least just take the last shot, the Hawks could have been pretty six I mean, I I guess how much more successful could they have been, but
1: we get to the Eastern Conference Finals and got our fucking head blown off by they wouldn't.
0: Have, they wouldn't have, I think that with a prime type of Joe Johnson type guy on that team, if you take Damari Carroll off and it was a prime type of Joe Johnson guy, that they wouldn't have gotten swept, especially with – think about it. Kyrie played in two games. There was no Kevin Love. And granted, it's LeBron. That was their best opportunity to, to make some sort of noise, even just – you know these guys are not just a one hit wonder. They're up and coming free agents. Come sign here. It and, I, and
1: I think that's where that's where Atlanta's getting it wrong. For some odd reason, as a city, we cannot
0: get free agents. No, the Falcons are the best at doing it, and we generally get them when they're past done. Knock on wood, because <laughs> Ty Gurley's not going to be that. But uh, we get the guys when they're when they're past their prime. And my thing is I'm like, yo, look, it's cheap to live here. Everything
1: you want is here. Like
0: women galore.
1: Women. Party women
0: we got QC. All <laughs> right. Cuevo, right. You, you'll, man. you'll be in you'll be in every rap video that you want to be in. Like, you know, like, gave Cuevo, y'all the Cuevo, uh Hell Boosie. Just about everybody in the entertainment industry does live here. Ross, like these guys live here. And so it's, and, and not to mention, it's a black Hollywood. This is black Hollywood. Like,
1: it's Hollywood, baby. Fuck black Hollywood. It's Hollywood. Yeah. I wouldn't be in Atlanta than LA. I hate
0: LA. I don't hate LA, but go ahead. Go ahead. I got you on that. Hey, we still landlocked. We ain't got no beach or, or mountains within proximity, like that close of proximity.
1: Fair, but yeah, so I, I think Giannis is going to stay. I think Giannis is also overrated. I think Giannis falls into the uh, Houston boat just regular season, you know, when, when people aren't game planning for you, you're so good at what you do that you would do it really well. And in mass, it's going to succeed. But once somebody decides to focus on you, bro, you got to develop
0: a a 14 foot jumper. And, and, and that's exactly what I was going to say. He's got to go to work this summer or damn it. (laughs) We're past it now, but he's got to go to work this fall. Uh, He's going to have to improve his game. And, the greats always do. LeBron is a prime example of that. People forget, even though LeBron had all the expectation in the world, LeBron still isn't a very good free throw shooter. Let's start there. But secondly, he's yeah. and But he's improved. I'm just saying, he's improved. He's definitely yeah. be- way better than he used to be. But LeBron developed the three-point shot. LeBron used to couldn't shoot the ball. And mm-hmm. being the Kobe fan that I am, I always pointed that out to everybody that gave me this Kobe-LeBron thing Uh and this is before LeBron won a title. You know, people were saying LeBron was better than Kobe, and I just couldn't believe it. I mean, I could not believe that shit. I really couldn't. Like it's just like, God Lee, is everybody doing drugs that I can't get get a hold of or something? I don't I don't know. But he definitely wasn't he wasn't that guy when people were saying he was that guy. Now he's that guy. But um he he every offseason he added something to his game and then improved. He got stronger in even his strengths. You know what I mean? Giannis mm-hmm. got to do that this fall uh, before the season starts, whenever it starts, I guess. My my hope is maybe Christmas Day will be opening day. I,
1: I uh, saw today, I meant to send it to the uh, locker room, but it's uh, no earlier than Christmas Day. And I they're going to start Christmas Day. They're not going to allow –
0: Miss out on that day.
1: They they can't miss out on that on that game because the finals are going to take such a hit because football is going to be on. Well,
0: yeah, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. People are still going to tune in though. You I know, know, but
1: it's still I I think think people
0: are great. just tired of the antics with the NBA more than anything.
1: Hey, but look, I think I think we're going to have fans at NBA games next year though.
0: Agreed. I think that potentially with football. We're going to eventually have fans. I know that, like, tonight there's going to be 16,000 at Arrowhead for the opener. I think that we won't have a full stadium, but I think that outside of the teams that have already said we're not having fans all season, that by at some point, maybe after Thanksgiving, we're going to be able to start seeing that same number at, for every team that hasn't already caught off the dog. You're
1: saying, you're saying after Thanksgiving being nice. I'm saying after the second week of November.
0: Maybe hell right well maybe after Halloween if but you know that's gonna be the well, scary part. People are, like be, sure. people are gonna be coughing and sneezing, and because it's just because you know natural. It's colder outside, and that's just what happens. And everybody's gonna be very weary of that. Like a uh, matter of fact, even with the Chiefs game tonight, not to get too far off topic, but you know that they still have tickets to sell for this game because I'm gonna assume in in a, even in a place like Kansas City, this is historic. You won your Super Bowl after 50 years. 50 years since your last one. And you've got arguably the best player for Never. the next 10 years on your team for sure. And you know, there apparently there are still plenty of tickets that are being sold. Sweet tickets that are generally twelve hundred dollars are going for five and six hundred dollars. And so I that's what we can't, what we don't know. We just don't know. How is the world trying to react to this in terms of slowing it down? Everybody wants to be responsible because we all know people that can be affected. But at the same time, you know what what means more to us. And I think that there's going to be people that are diehard football fans like myself. As soon as the Falcons say I can come, I'll be there. You know what oh. I mean? And it's if just I an orange, a lot of pause on that.
1: If the sky was an orange outside and they open up Levi stadium for the Niners game. I don't even like the Niners. Guess who's going to be there? That guy. Just because. It's like I need to I need to be around the people. I need to watch some ball.
0: Yeah. It's just and and just this foot it's so weird even that today is the season opener that football has started now. It's just it's a weird thing because there was no buildup. With you know, we had the draft and the free agency and everything. Everybody was still going crazy, even though it was the start of the pandemic. It's just weird. It feels like it's falling a little flat with the start of the season, just because there's so much that's unknown. Um, and 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 knowing that it's going to be a little watered down, just because there aren't any fans. And I expect some sloppy play. Like I expect at least four to five big plays today. Like easy. I'm,
1: take, I'm taking points this this, this week. But we'll get into that later.
0: <laughs> Shit.
1: Do you really want to talk any more basketball? We can just talk football and gambling for the rest of the time. Let's,
0: let's close out the basketball thing with uh Giannis. All right. Giannis, my prediction. Okay. Bucks Bucks have two options. They either need to trade him, because if not, if they it doesn't work out next year, it's gonna be a gamble that doesn't pay off and he won't return if it doesn't work out. Or they're going to keep them and they need to surround them. And I think I already brought this up in the locker room, but you know, Chris Paul is the prime candidate to go to a place with bud system. He'd work out really well. It's just a matter of what do they want? They already got rid of Billy Donovan or they didn't get rid of him, They mutually parted. They, so that's not going to work. So the question is with, with, with the thunder, let's say they hire Mo Cheeks or they just bring in somebody, a new guy, like you know, just a coach that's with no experience. They're clearly they were hoping to rebuild anyways. Yeah.
1: With all and the and I think about a left. Yeah,
0: yeah they have, have, have that back,
1: I'm not, I'm not doing a tank job.
0: Yeah, all that all that draft ammunition that they got, and then uh Lou Lou Dirt Dortz. He looked good. He actually looked good. Like for an undrafted yeah. dude, bro, he's gonna be playing next year. He looked He looked great defensively. He had a big game in game seven. He had like 30 points. Like, he looked good. That's promising. You got Shea. You got Dennis. Dennis is still young, even though, you know, know, he's been around kind of, it seems like, a minute. But Dennis is still a young dude, too. And so it's just going to be a matter of Chris Paul didn't really want to be there to begin with, but he made the best of the situation. And they looked good in the process of doing it. But getting rid Billy Donovan tells me everything I need to know about that. They're rebuilding CP3 to the Bucks. They need to make it happen.
1: Ooh, look at what would that pick and roll be
0: like? Unbelievable. And then don't let don't let Giannis get a pick and don't let it be a pick and pop, and Giannis actually improves his jump shot and he can start to make that 15 to 18 foot jump shot.
1: Then Chris Middleton can be who he's supposed to be in the corner, shooting corner threes like PJ Tucker.
0: Yeah. And then, and then, occasionally, can can be his own player, you know, in a situation like that. But my thought is he's going to be there. Um, they're going to have to get. They got to do something though. They have to bring somebody else in there. Like, there's no, there's no ifs ands or buts about that. They got to bring somebody else in there. So, do you
1: think the process is over?
0: Absolutely. Oh my god. Yeah. And, and you know, let me let, let me even point this out because I was wrong about it. I said the same thing three years ago or two years ago with Toronto. I said once the Cavs swept them, and I well, I said that they need to do something different, but I specifically said they need to blow this shit up. They needed to blow up that Raptors team. I was just that convinced. They fired Dwayne Casey. I was like, blow this thing up already. Now, they somehow swindled, and I guess the Spurs, their back was kind of against the wall, but they swindled them and gave them DeMar DeRozan basically straight up. And then, hell, they got Danny Green, too. They basically gave DeMar DeRozan for Kawhi Leonard and Danny Green. I don't know how the hell that trade worked out, but it did, and they got their title, and then now they're getting ready to be in a Game 7 with the chance to go back uh, to the NBA Finals – well, Eastern Conference Finals – And then a chance, you know, to get back to the NBA Finals. So maybe they don't need to blow this thing up, but something does need to change, no matter what. And like I said, I'm a big fan of if you can get off that Middleton uh, contract to move on from that. Well, no, 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 no. We're talking about the Sixers now. The Sixers too, though. Sixers, they need to blow that thing up. Somebody's got to go. One of Ben or Embiid has to go. One of them. Who do you
1: take those?
0: Embiid, to me, has got more value. Even though they're both injury-prone, to me, Embiid is more valuable than Ben Simmons. So my thought is if you can find a suitor for Ben Simmons and you can get some decent pieces in return, they're not going to get the Kawhi Leonard-type return, but if you can get some decent pieces in return, I'd rather keep Embiid than Simmons. I'm moving Embiid. You can get more for Embiid.
1: Exactly. I can get more for Embiid, and I can turn Philly into Toronto-like. That turned around to like, excuse me, Milwaukee light. Like, hopefully, we have better coaching and I would say a better front office, but we you don't have a better front office because and,
0: and it's gonna start it's gonna start with who they hire as, as the coach because Elton Brand looks clueless. But if they can get Brand like, they got really a job, down.
1: Elton Brand got a job two years early, and he got the wrong job because they were already in shambles because of they were just stuck with shit. Then he tried to double down and turn it into a winner, and it didn't work. And then to save face, he gave Tobias Harris of Max, which may be the worst contract in the league. Forget Chris Middleton, Chris Paul, Russell Westbrook, John Walt. Tobias Harris probably has the worst contract in the league. That man has not sniffed an All Star game.
0: Yeah. And, you know, he got paid off of being an 18 and six guy, basically, his career. That's basically who he is. And he's he's no better than a third option on a team. He'll never he'll never be a two and you win a final. So like he's no better than being a third guy option. And I think obviously they're pre- that was them backpedaling off of Jimmy one now. And you know what's even crazier? If Jimmy stayed with the Sixers this year, and granted we can't predict, um, you know Ben not being hurt for that series against the Celtics it doesn't matter. They still win that series. Well, they're not even the sixth seed with Jimmy. I no, think they, they would have won the East this year, in my opinion. Yeah. They would have won the East despite even, and I've never been a fan of uh, Brett Brent Brown or whatever, despite even his coaching, they would have won the East this year. So, can I read Tobias's
1: contract numbers to you real quick?
0: Go ahead. I know it, but go ahead. Next year,
1: 34. The following year, 35. 22. 37, 23, $39 million. Tobias Harris making $40 million to play basketball.
0: At best, at best, he's worth half of that. And, you know, we talked about this even with the Hawks uh, when they paid Kent Bazemore. Kent Bazemore was making more money than Julio Jones. I want you to think about that for a second. I know two different leagues, but just the, the schematics of it. Kent Bazemore, who plays for the Sacramento Kings now, I think he's on his third team since that deal.
1: Atlanta. Atlanta
0: Jones his whole
1: deal. If you are not an all star or an all pro, you cannot make more money than Julio, Matt Ryan. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> or, I, or gonna get his bag. Like, we know Iceberg will get his bag because he's the, he's the focal point. He's the city. Well, speaking of which, I've been I've been on the we should have we should have kept Ice Trey and not drafted Luca for the longest, not because I thought Trey was better than Luca, it was because because like a first round him. pick. I'm just thinking about, and we got another first round pick that we we'll see what that turns into, right? But I was like, uh, Trey is what the city needs, right? He got some swag. He has a style of play that like really works with Atlanta.
0: Most popular. He thinking about. He's the. I think he's. If he wasn't, I think he's only the second player in NCAA history to lead the NCAA in scoring and assists since like Pete Maravich.
1: Yeah, bro, he was like twenty nine and eleven. Like it's, but do you do you think we should have just kept Luka?
0: Absolutely. I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, and we can all play Monday morning quarterback, but it it definitely was the wrong move. And I I think that that Trey is going to be able to. Come out next year knowing what he just saw in the playoffs. And mm-hmm. He's gonna play he played his ass off this year. People forget before this stuff happened, they both were all star starters. Let's yeah. not forget, let's not forget that Trey was top five in scoring and assists too. Like, you know what I mean? Like he was he was balling his ass off too, but there was no wins to show for it. And Luca does have a, a a good two in Porzingis, when healthy that and played. Him Tim Harway Jr. was bawling his ass off here too. Bawled his ass off in New York. yeah. Like pieces that surround him. And they have a great coach in Rick Carlisle. So, like, you know, Lloyd Pierce is an unproven guy. And who knows? After this year, we're going to find out whether or not he's fit for the job and maybe they need to bring in somebody else. But I'm going to give Trey a little bit more time. I don't – do I think that he's going to have a better career than Luke No. But Cam Reddish is the, really the piece of that trade that's going to have to – and whoever gets drafted with the other pick, is those are going to be the guys that are going to prove the trade wrong or not because Trey isn't that far from Luka in terms of sheer numbers.
1: Luka just went to a better situation. People don't want to contextualize it. Like Dallas –
0: was in a hard like, conference too, though.
1: Yeah, but Dallas was a – Dallas was a not – as bad as they should have been and they start and like, because they didn't hit where they should have been hitting, they started to tank and they made some moves that allowed them to, to make that draft, to get that draft pick. But let's get to football, man. We got football today. This is this this first question, man. What are birds going to do this year?
0: I think. All right. So there's three different scenarios here. Of course. Okay. There's, There's uh. The best that they can do. Okay. So best case scenario, worst case scenario, what I think. Best case scenario, because I like to talk about positive things. I think that they can – if Todd Gurley is healthy and returns to form, the O-line is average. The defense is average with a healthy Keanu O'Neill which generally with a healthy Keanu Neal, they're average right they generally they can be an they can be an average and then hell the the 10 and 6 year the the year after the super bowl they were top 10 in yards so they were a top 10 defense technically best case scenario 13 and 3 12 and 4 i absolutely could see that and i even with even with brady breeze you know uh carolina and then just the gauntlet of the nfc they could absolutely go 12 and 4 who's going to stop that team if you got a top 3 because Todd Gurley, when healthy, is a top three running back in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If you've got a top three running back, an MVP quarterback, and the best receiver in the game, and a damn good two, who the hell is going to stop that shit?
1: Tom Brady.
0: Ooh. Yeah, because he plays defense, right? He's definitely – he's yeah, maybe they'll run up more. I don't think that they will. But you get that with solid O-line play and decent defense – it's gonna be really hard to outscore the Falcons. So that's your best case scenario. Worst case.
1: I, I, I sent some money to Vegas on, on, on the birds.
0: Yeah. Well uh 60 to one. 60 to 1 for the Super Bowl. Thousand dollars gets you 60k. Yeah, I feel a
1: little, I feel a little, I feel a little something, something.
0: They're realistic. They're realistic. Worst case scenario. We see a repeat of last year. I don't think that they fall any worse than seven and nine. Unless there's like, you know, Matt Ryan breaks his ankle or something. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But if you keep, for the most part, everybody's healthy and they just kind of are lethargic, they just you know Quinn's Quinn. He's got his Quinnisms where he you know is talking about being tough and competing and but they're losing by fucking thirteen points or something, seven and nine, six and ten at worst. That is the worst case scenario for these guys. That means injury. That means injuries were concerns, and you know they just you know Quinn's not the guy. And Which he gets I, fired,
1: and I get happy. Yeah.
0: And and I think Dimitrov will be gone too. Even though people don't think that, I think they'll both be gone. I think that they're going to be a part of it together. That they both. I again. can
1: see that because Dimitrov has not been great in the draft lately.
0: No, he hasn't. He's he's the last good year was the sixteen year. Getting think about it, they had on that Super Bowl team there were five defensive stars that were rookies, and then I Vic know. Vic Beasley was in year two. So think about that. They had Debo. You have Grady Jarrett was a rookie. You know what I'm saying? Grady Jarrett had fucking four and a half sacks. Wow. Like, you know what I mean? Against Brady. Hell, he could have maybe won Super Bowl MVP if they hold on. Yeah, Grady. he You got uh, Brian Poole, slot corner. You got Keanu Neal. And then you got De- uh, DeAndre Campbell. Devondre Campbell. Campbell.
1: I just want to look at the 2015 draft because you talked about you talked about Vic and you know I can't talk too much about him the same hometown I don't want to get canceled. But who got drafted after him? Well, Gurley got drafted after.
0: Him. Yeah, I know, I'm thinking about it, but a lot of people were upset about that and look at how that worked out. You get rid of one and you get the other even though some people think Gurley's used up. I don't think he's used up.
1: Hey, guess, guess who else got drafted after him? 18. Marcus Peters. Guess what we haven't had since d hall
0: a good a good corner that's why trufon's gone they try to put so much stock in him. you know what you want to know who was an underrated guy though that never got yeah. a dude and he tore his achilles the year we went to the nfc championship which is why i never understood why they gave uh Trufant the contract because we played the second half of the season without him but same thing happened in 2012 uh, Brent Grimes, I always liked Brent Grimes. Why thought, did
1: we not pay him? That was so stupid.
0: He tore his Achilles in the first game. We played that. I remember, trust me, 2012. We played the Kansas City Chiefs. We blew him out in the first game. It was like 41 14. Went to the NFC Championship that year, but he didn't play basically the entire year. They didn't want to pay him, they didn't want to do anything. Hell, I would have given them a qualifying or something, I would have tried to keep him but they didn't pay him he came back i forgot did he i don't know if he went straight to Tampa but either way he he's a pro bowler the very next year but and, you know his uh,
1: wife his wife didn't help she's very outspoken she's a yeah, media guy
0: yeah she was a radio yeah she was she was radio now i remember um, so yeah
1: people like don't want to deal with Brent Grimes because of his wife Miko
0: yeah and so they lost out on that but then they paid Trufont who you know isn't a terrible corner by any stretch of imagination, but he's not a game changer. And the thing is, is just you know, it goes to show, but it goes back to the draft and they traded up to get true too. And, you know, you, they go off the pedigree, you know, his brother was a corner Marcus. She was a corner for the Seahawks. Uh, and he was never like a pro bowler or nothing, but you know, pedigree like, okay, well you got a brother in the league, Washington guy. Okay. Whatever. Never, he never did anything for me, and I know that he's maybe like a two-time Pro Bowler, and I think a lot of that was because of him just being the best corner on a, a good, good team. Yeah, like that was a lot of why he got uh, that contract and just this stigma around. He had those two picks last season in that Eagles game before it all fell off the the the, the tracks. And even though Carson went through it right to him both times, but um and he only had the whole year. But he led the team. And so, you know, good luck to him in Detroit, honestly. Good luck to him. But they so – who, who wins the division, the Falcons? I think the Falcons are going to win the division. And like I said, I'm trying not to let my biasness creep in too much because, I because honestly, I'm a realist too. You know what I mean? I really am a realist. I just – I think that we're being so slept on, man. They're so slept on. Yeah, the team is so talented. I know that with us, it's just a lot of what if is all it is. It, because the thought is that talent wise, healthy, we have just as good a roster as anyone in the division, and that's, that's the truth. And so we're just slept on enough to where I think that they're going to be hungry. The way they closed out last season, you know, everybody said they're playing for Quinn, and they went six and two. They beat San Francisco. San Francisco needed that game. If San, yeah, Francisco wins, I if San Francisco wins that game, that Seahawks game at the end of the season means nothing. They, they already wrap up the one. The Saints needed that game. You know why? Saints win that game. They're not the three seed playing Minnesota. They have a bye if they win that game, a, a game where they were favored by 14 and a half. So they won games against teams that needed to win that were two of the top three teams in the NFC, one being a division rival, and then the other being your former coach. And I knew that Quinn and I bet on them. I won a ton of money that day. Uh when they beat the 49ers after that Julio touchdown. Um, but you know that that Matt and Quinn they wanted some, they they wanted to stick it this Kyle Shanahan.
1: Oh, yeah, because we we hate Kyle Shanahan. I want the 49ers to lose every single game because of Kyle Shanahan. I actually rooted for once they made it to the playoffs, I rooted for them to get to the Super Bowl just to see them lose
0: because and I they lost in they fashion. lost in predictable fashion. Yes, the Shanahan way, blowing the lead. He's not his daddy against against a goat because people are already calling Mahomes the goat. So, and I know that I know that Gr- Brady is the goat, but blowing. It so, do you think Brady's goat.
1: washed? I think Brady and Breeze are both washed. I I Adger hanging on by no, thread. No,
0: no. They don't suck, but I think that everybody is treating them as if they are still the same player when they both have declined each of the last two seasons. And it's and it's, so, it's just not obvious.
1: Like I remember and this was before this was before we even played them the Super Bowl. I was watching Brady versus Osweiler in the playoffs. And I'm like if the Texans had a quarterback with a pulse they would win this game. I if think John it, yeah. Watson was
0: their quarterback, even at his, even where he was at Clemson, they could have won. That. Yeah. Because. And he might have won a or a yeah. junior. Brady's not
1: sitting in the pocket for none of that shit. Like, if, if, if there's pressure, he's either falling or he's just throwing it away.
0: And that's their biggest question mark. And that's why everybody's on this Bucks train. They signed oh, they signed Leonard Fournette. A guy that's never been a top five running back. Like, he's never, he hasn't won anything. He's not a rookie of the year. He hasn't been to a Pro Bowl. He's not all pro. What has he done? You know what I'm saying? What has well, he I've done? Seen this, to- though. To- oh, man, they got this running back. But what has this dude done?
1: He caught 70 balls last year.
0: He had a good year. Okay, so he's an above average running back, is what I like. So at.
1: for me though, somebody
0: you're not great if you're not a pro bowler or all pro. So what is he? He's just good. He's, he's above, good. he's a disappointment. Um, but he's maybe um clearly because think about it, he got cut and cleared waivers, meaning nobody wanted him. Nobody. Nobody Obvious- wanted to guarantee him money. Obvious situations like Chicago needs a running back, you know what I mean. Obvious situation. Hell, the Jaguars need a running back. Like huh. obvious situations. This the guy- Jaguars brought in Devontae Freeman for a trial. Hey, more power to, to free too. Shit. I'm I, I wish free nothing but the best. He was great for the two years that we really had great fruit. He was. Yeah. Him he and both of them. I mean, I loved both of them. They were both they are they are a large part of the reason we went to the Super Bowl too. There's a, they're a big part of the reason why Matt Ryan got MVP. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these guys helped build that team.
1: All right, so you know, let's go to the north. You talked about the Bears. I think the Bears are a shit fire. I think the front office should go because they drafted Mitchell Trubisky over to Sean Watson. I would not knock anybody for not for not for not drafting Patrick Mahomes.
0: I I get it, and I think with him, he's a he's a he's a example of. You know what? Patrick Mahomes is not – he might be 6'3". He's like 6'2 and a half or something. Yeah. So he he's kind of like – I hate to say it to compare him to somebody in college, but his numbers were eye-popping then too. He's kind of yeah, like – they Colt were. Brennan. And think about it, Colt Brennan broke every fucking college record. Like he broke every fucking record. And, and nobody wanted him. He went to the Redskins in like the sixth round or seventh round. And so Pat Mahomes – I can get that, but definitely, yeah. The Deshaun Watson thing, there was no excuse. And they and they traded up to get him. The and nobody the, wanted him. Yeah, nobody.
1: Like that that for me, that's a fireball offense. Like, hey, look, you just traded up. Oh, what's, what's up, host? We're for live. That, for no, hey, what's happening? How you living? I'm living good, man. Just talking a little football, you know, a little AFC North. Here, I'll let y'all get back, to. So I don't want to interrupt the cast.
0: You already did, but it's all good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, nah, man, so the fact that they, they traded picks for Nick Foles, who's not starting, they didn't just sign Cam Newton off the street, who may have turned that job down. I, I just think the, the Bears are a shit fire, and I'm hearing a lot of Detroit no, uh, noise, though, like Detroit's going to be back because Matt Stafford's going to be great you, Again.
0: And you know why they think that? So if you remember, Detroit started 2-0-1. Mm-hmm. They tied with the Cardinals week one. Then they won two in a row. Then week four, they played Kansas City and took them kind of to the limit. And then the very next week, they played on Monday Night Football and lost to the Packers uh, on a last-second field goal. So that, they're 2-2-1 and there. And then Stafford plays three more games, and then he's done for the year. So and I get it. I like Matt Stafford. I'm a dog guy. You know what I mean? We're Georgia people like, yeah, you know, we know that Matt's good, but I'm not going to drink that Kool-Aid just yet. I can't I can't get into that. I. They've got a decent. They're just such an eight and 18 to me. I don't know why. Like like they scream eight and eight. Their division is hard. Like it's hard. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like. We had two playoff teams in that division last year. Two
1: hey, I got some for you though.
0: Two playoff teams that won playoff games, by the way. Not just two playoff teams, two teams that that won playoff games, you know. And so I just I don't I don't I don't see them as a real threat to win that division. I think that they're a team that can make noise in a sense of it's never an easy game if you play them, but not a team that I see as if they if things fall their right way, maybe they can get that seventh season.
1: I hear you. So, I got something in the comments. They they took the lead into the fourth quarter in seven games last year. Do you mm-hmm. think with Matt Stafford it looks different? It seems like the guys are rallying around Matt Patricia. He's finally
0: – He's galvanized the group?
1: Because that matters, I think.
0: He's another Brady assistant, too, and I just think that that's a part of it, like, you know – these guys don't do well in the league. They don't, and it's, it's it's a proven track record. And it's it's not to say that they're bad coaches, but they they're take great coordinators. Generally they take right, they're great coordinators, and they take they're never getting a just a good job. Yeah, then again, what type of job is generally I think more in the NFL than the NBA are good jobs open because there's a lot of teams that just need a change of scenery to, to to turn that light on. Like you know, like the Falcons, we were one of them. We needed to change the scenery after Mike Smith, and I loved Mike. The Mike Smith era was the most fruitful era in Falcons history. Nobody didn't like the Jim Moore era. We went to the playoffs twice. No, we went to the playoffs once with Jim Moore. Dan Reeves took us to the Super Bowl, and that the first year of Vic. Jim Moore didn't really do anything. I mean, I mean, he did.
1: Nah, he he asked Michael Vick to be a precision passer.
0: They went seven and nine, eight and eight, and then they went eleven and five the NFC championship year against the Eagles. He didn't really do anything. Mike Smith, first five years, winning seasons. The Falcons had never had back-to-back winning seasons. Mike Smith is and you know, for here's all, the thing, man. all intents and purposes, Mike Smith is the best coach in Falcons history. I,
1: yeah, and I'm not mad at you for saying that. I agree with you. And here's where I get upset in, in, in the locker room sometimes when people get to talking, right? Talking about the Falcons franchise. I think I'll look, guys.
0: I eat you and Josh, but go yes, ahead. I'm like,
1: for one, <laughs> Josh, shut up. The Eagles have
0: been losers forever. All and he has is that Super Bowl. That's it. He finally got one. <laughs> Congratulations. But and he rubs it in more because we were the hardest game on the path there on the road in a game that we should have won.
1: Right. But for me, it's like we don't try to make the Falcons out to be some cornerstone yeah. franchise. Yeah, we are a seven and nine, eight and eight. Every few all every few years we get we hit eleven and five or thirteen and three. You know we're playoffs one every three year franchise. And it's like, look, bro, I'm not I'm not like they sort like we're Cowboys fans right like don't know. no 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 we know where we we know where we stand
0: right we, we know our lot in life and, and and the thing is though too like I said with Mike Smith Mike Smith equals Matt Ryan Matt Ryan came in at the same time as him like I said mm-hmm. first five years were all winning seasons we went to the playoffs four out of the first five years of Matt Ryan's tenure here and in his last year in that fifth year being uh an NFC championship appearance. Not to mention in those first 5 years, he had 2 13 and 3 seasons. We went 13 and 3 in 2010 and we got smoked by Green Bay, but nobody was stopping them that year. That's why Aaron Rodgers has a Super Bowl. Yeah. Nobody was stopping them. They smoked us. I'll never forget that game. And you know me, I go to, you know, every Falcons game, which is why this Sunday is going to be weird for me because of my entire Man,
1: life. watch a game at home. When's the last time you my watched entire, a home game? At my home?
0: entire life, Lee, I've gone to football games, and if they don't have fans at all the entire season, this will be the first year of my. I'm 27. Of my entire life, that I have not gone to a, a Falcons football game. That hey, I know fun.
1: we're going to keep circling back to the Falcons because we're Falcons fans and we don't get enough love. Uh, did you see? Did you see the? Um, there's this post that's going around somewhere, and I and I and I screenshotted it. That I, think I know what
0: you're gonna say. Can I guess if, it? If Matt Rock, yeah, g- guess it. Okay. Well, you now what well, probably isn't right, but and I was gonna bring it up just to see what your your guess was gonna be, but uh, obviously I'm wearing the Braves hat. The Braves scored 29 points yesterday. They had 29 uh, runs. Some people are saying the Falcons won't score as many points as the Braves did last night. Do you think that that's gonna happen? Over under. No, I know, I know, but but these are like these are like the top comments on ESPN for the twenty nine to nine thrashing that they gave the Marlins yesterday. That basically, I bet the Falcons don't even score twenty nine. points. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, that's nuts. I think that I think that they can though. Obviously, I, so
1: here, no, here, so here it is. It's. Matt Ryan needs 3,643 passing yards to surpass Peyton Manning for most passing yards through a player's first 13 seasons. Julio needs 1,151 to pass Jerry Rice for most receiving yards through 10 seasons. Uh, and the person who posted boasted he said, First ballot Hall of Famers when it's all said and done. Let's argue.
0: You know, we talk, we actually kind of talk about this. To me, Julio's definitely. He's going to be first ballot. I just – it'll be – because he's not like T.O. He hits people off. Exactly. So his numbers speak for themselves. He – even without the touchdowns the way that they should be, Julio by far to me of this era is the best wide receiver. And I know Antonio Brown is great too. Julio is the best receiver of the 2010s. And, and that includes Calvin Johnson. I know he played five of those or four of those years. At the end of the day, he didn't do a whole decade of it. So, Julio Calvin gets
1: it. Johnson, great receiver, Georgia guy, went to Sandy Creek, played great. against Georgia Sandy Pe- Creek in high school, got Georgia. thrashed. Can I tell you something about Calvin Johnson? He was like Devin Booker, okay? Really good, but somebody has to catch the ball.
0: And always had, well, and always had mediocre quarterbacks up until Matt Safford. And then he only got the tail end of – well, Matt Safford was really good. That third year, they – they he threw for 5,000 yards. They went to the playoffs that year. But, like, for the most part, he did play with a lot of mediocre quarterbacks. I'll give him that. And, and, and
1: more so mediocre running backs because they don't have 1,000-yard rushers. I think Reggie Bush.
0: Yeah, and they don't – they didn't run the ball. They don't run the ball well at all. Yeah, no, they haven't – they've not ran the ball since Barry. Troy Bell. Amir Abdullah these were the guys that 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 were running with him you know and so I think that Calvin Johnson was special at the end of the day of course
1: he was I I sometimes think he's overrated because he has mass stats on bad teams uh NFC West you think uh Jimmy Jesus and Kyle Shanahan run it back
0: no absolutely not I think that they can be a playoff team for sure you know, it wouldn't. They're gonna win nine games. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're not a bad football team, but they they could suffer the same fate as the Rams. Similar to, with the coordinators, in a sense of uh, McVay, how he went to the Super Bowl, then they went nine and seven, but missed out. It could be the same fate for Kyle Shanahan, and I, you know, I know you. I hate Kyle Shanahan too, but I like Kyle Shanahan because Kyle I'm Shanahan damn good coach. He is. He's his schemes. He is all about spreading the ball. I love that shit. And but gets everybody in the right position. It's beautiful. It really is. He he deserved his payday. He really absolutely. did. He really did. And I think John Lynch is a good GM though, too. So like they they finally have the right people in place there. And so
1: no, no I, I, I think they have the right people in place at every position except for quarterback. And I think their offseason action showed that because they were interested in Tom Brady.
0: Exactly. Exactly. What more
1: do we need?
0: Nothing, because that that tells you everything you need to know. He if there's two different plays in the Super Bowl that I can remember, one being Emmanuel Sanders at the end of that game. It was the Chiefs were up, I think, twenty four to twenty, and they had a last second heave on like a third down. If mm-hmm. Jimmy G puts the mo- ball on the money, Emmanuel Sanders is in the end zone. If he yeah, makes like, And then, he just, miss. Now, we don't know if Kansas City comes down, gets a field goal range, kicks it, or scores a touchdown and just ends the game. But he puts the ball on the money. They definitely go up. Even after blowing the lead, they go up. And so, you know, that's one thing. And then the second thing was uh, towards the end of the second half, if you remember, or the, towards the end of the first half, second quarter, they had like, a minute and like 12 seconds, 56 seconds, something between there. And they decided to knee and like run, as opposed to trying to put points on the board. And I think the score was 10 10, maybe. I think it was it was tied at the half. But yeah,
1: they ran the clock out.
0: Yeah. And the thing is, they were on like they weren't at the 20, they were like at like the 28 or something. They
1: opportunities
0: no, in field goal range and they didn't even try. And, and I just feel like everybody wants to give Matt Ryan a bad rap, bad rap for not changing out of plays. Where's Jimmy G changing out of the plays? Where does that come into play? Where
1: well, people talk about the changing out of plays thing, and, and here's what I've learned, that a lot of people have opinions, but they don't have sources, which is – I mean, it's hard for the average everyday person to get sources. But when you don't have sources, you should listen to people with sources and listen to ex-players, listen to, to ex-players, ex-scouts, ex-GMs, people who are understanding the inner workings of what goes on, and you learn that a lot of quarterbacks don't have the ability to change plays the way you think they do. Especially look like looking at Shanahan's system, Like there's so much pre-snap motion that happens and action that you can't really audible the way that you want to because it takes time to actually run the play.
0: Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, with the 49ers just as a whole, great defense for sure. They got all the pieces on defense. Oh, yeah. And and offensively, they have a bevy of running backs. They Well, they let go of uh, – what's-his-face is gone now. They I know they – well, they got Jarrett McKinnon, who hasn't played in two years, but – Georgia
1: State uh, – or Georgia Southern brought
0: up. Yeah, and co- former quarterback at Georgia Southern at that. But um, they got him – and I guess maybe he's gonna be the third guy. Who was it that's gone? They got Mostert and Tevin Coleman, but it's another guy that's gone now. He's in Miami. it's somebody I forgot his name. But either way, that's one thing that Kyle Shanahan likes to have is a bunch of guys that can get it. Even in Washington, when he was with RG3, yet Chris Thompson, yeah, Chris Thompson. Uh, Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris. Alfred Morris had a hell of a year that first year, too. He's second in rushing. Yeah, and somebody else too. But either way, he stays with some running backs. And so hey, who
1: do you think wins who wins the division? Uh I'm thinking Russ gets him a division crown this year.
0: I don't. So I'm that's where I'm gonna disagree with you. And I think that we're gonna show exactly who they are. I know that this sounds wild because Russ has never had a losing season. I don't think that the Seahawks are going to the playoffs. And so I'll say it. This is my reason behind it. I think Russ is great. Russ is top three for sure, barn no, up like and there's no debate he's top 3 he's the corniest he is he's he's mr uh dependable or what was it damn it yeah i think it's mr dependable or it was something i forgot what the hell he said uh but that's his alter ego but nonetheless that team is not that talented and that's just the real truth of it they're really not that talented chris carson had a decent year last year. And as a running back, he's a guy that puts the ball on the ground. And maybe that's my hot take of the day. Hot take of the day. <laughs> I think that that at the end of the day, that Seattle isn't going to make the playoffs. And I'm willing to back that. I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs. I like Pete Carroll. I like Russell Wilson. He can't continue to do it all. No, they got. They need a new
1: offensive coordinator because Brian Schottenheimer is terrible. This whole well, right. is- they went from
0: Darren Bevel to him, like you know, they went from both of these mediocre, you know, cost them a Super Bowl with Darren Bevel. They went from these or Daryl Bevel, whatever Bevel, Coach Bevel. They went from him to to Schottenheimer, these mediocre OCs, and I, it's gonna catch up with them, man. It's gonna catch up with them, and that defense already, they couldn't stop the run last year, and so. You know they got Jamal Adams, who should be a presence in the box, but they they couldn't stop the run either.
1: But I don't think he's going to be properly utilized, like uh, the Greg 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 Williams. Get, him get talking on. shit, I appreciated that because I really don't think they're going to utilize Jamal oh. Adams properly because they're going to say, "Hey, three high, three high." Okay, Jamal. Yeah, whatever.
0: Uh, my, bad. my bad, my bad, man. My computer's on five percent, so I just need just to get my uh, charger.
1: You're good, man. Uh, but fucking. So, AFC South, right? And I'm just jumping around in random divisions. I'm not going to in, in any order uh, because we're going to try to get to gambling in about ten minutes. Okay. I, I think AFC South is very interesting because we got Deshaun, we have Philip Rivers, and we he have the Titans. And I think there's going to be some real, some real contention in that division. I think the division winner is going to come out nine and seven, ten and six. Jaguars can't even get a mention,
0: huh? Huh? Said the Jaguars can't even get a mention, huh?
1: Quick thing about the Jaguars, Trevor Lawrence. I know you're probably not going to hear this, but if anybody in Carterville is watching this, sees this, and y'all can get in touch with Trevor Lawrence, please tell him to pull the Eli Manning to the Jaguars. Do not go to that shit franchise. You deserve better than that.
0: Even even if they even if the rumor is true and they uh, can get Dabo to come on board and Dabo okay's it.
1: If Dabo okay's it, then sure. But I just and think they, that he's always, he's always
0: linked to Bama and taking uh, saving job. Yeah, right. That's what he's always linked to. It's it's he's gonna take the saving job. But when's saving gonna fucking retire? And we'll get into college football too, I guess, a little bit. But uh, you know, yeah. For it,
1: me, it's just like, hey, look, bro, don't go to that losing franchise. You deserve better than that. You have the potential to be all-time great, and your ceiling can be capped because you go to a losing franchise who does not try to win. Right. You may still put up the numbers. You still may elevate the franchise. I'm not saying that he's not talented enough to do that. It's just that you may elevate them to what? I mean, because they show that they know they how to
0: draft. they championship, right? Right. They've gotten quality players. Miles, Miles Jack. Remember, uh, you remember how high people were on Miles Jack. He was out of UCLA. He was running. He was going to play both sides of the ball. He yep. got drafted as a linebacker. He went in the second round. They were like, his career won't last but five or six years. They took a chance on He's been pretty good. He's still been a really good player. But they always draft. Like you said, they always draft. They drafted Paul Plus Do you remember him? Yeah. The, state, the white linebacker. Him, you know they, they
1: had they, Justin the and Case
0: Leonard Fournette, like these guys with talent, and it never results in anything. They blew a lead against the Patriots too, and so. And
1: uh, their quarterback. What do you expect?
0: Nothing less. Nothing less. They. But well, you know
1: they, they beat that year.
0: Uh, who? Oh, the Pittsburgh the Steelers. Steelers. And they they dropped forty five on their head in Heinz Field. in frizzy cold weather, and they play in a warm climate.
1: Yeah, Ju is that the last time y'all went to the playoffs? It is. And y'all didn't they yeah, didn't win a game, did they?
0: That's the la- that's the last memory of the uh three B's. Bill Brown Ben.
1: So I I just can't bet against Deshaun Watson. Uh, I can't Bill, bet against Bill O'Brien, the coach. I don't like the GM, but the coach, he wins that division. Yeah, no, I agree. Uh, and I bet, and I actually didn't bet against them.
0: I think so. You wait. So you think Houston's gonna win the division?
1: Yeah, I sent my money in this morning.
0: Okay, okay, that's fair. I, I don't. I think, uh, I think the Colts are gonna win. And I'll tell you what, Philip is there for a one year trial, basically, because if it doesn't go well, he's gonna retire. If it goes well enough to where they get in the playoffs and they win a playoff game, he'll. Re- I think he'll consider coming back. They have the pieces kind of in Indianapolis in a sense of the O-line is great. Let's start there. They, Mar- Marlon Mack has outdone all of his expectations. He was really solid for them. And, I, you know, I went to the Fal- Falcons play the Colts last year. I went to that game. They, they have a good team. And Jacoby's a decent backup now. To now he's a backup again, and he was a decent quarterback. He really wasn't he was a good starter until he got hurt, right? And they were I, a playoff team until he got hurt. If Phillip has one last hurrah in him, I mean they should be able to win ten or eleven games. And so the defense is decent too. They got uh, what's his name, Leonard and Lombard. Yeah, yeah, man, he's a fucking stud. I mean, all pro. They hit. They think about. It, they drafted Quentin Nelson and him the same year. First pick, first-round pick, second-round pick, studs. They're just studs. Like they, they
1: have a good front office. I think they have a good coach, a good yeah, coach. Yeah,
0: the safety. Man, they got some good players. And they have a good coach. Right. More importantly, they have a good coach. I just want to see what Phillip's going to do. Well, right. Is he going to be 20-interception Phillip and basically beat Eli Manning 2.0? Or can he come out of it and, you know – Look rejuvenated in a new franchise and a new uniform, and kind of be like uh, Carson Palmer with the Cardinals a little bit, which is a lot of people think Brady's going to be that with Arians, but whatever.
1: So, is there any other uh, NFL uh, things you want to hit before we go to a little bit of college and a little bit of gambling?
0: One more uh, NFL hit. Uh, who's that that had the bad take that Cam was going to win MVP? for the past. Cause we didn't even get to the NFC, uh, AFC
1: Foxworth said that.
0: Okay. You know, they're just cutting guys checks at ESPN these days. I just forget who, who says this stuff anymore.
1: You know what? ESPN, you can hire me for a hundred.
0: Hell give me, if you give me some TV time, I'll make the money even outside of it. I mean, you can't not pay me, but hell give me 50 shit. I'll give me one day out of the week. I'll, I'll spit my, my my nonsense and you know we'll see if the takes you know stick or fucking fall.
1: I mean because Cam Newton's not winning MVP. They don't have the tools around him. I bet him comeback player of the year.
0: They 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 honestly, and I know people still think okay, maybe they'll win the I don't think they're even gonna win. I think the Bills are for real. And I know you're not you're not too big on Josh Allen, but
1: yeah, so and here's why I'm not big on Josh Allen. I was listening to something last night. I think he's like he's, he's big. I think he's only completed like six 30 yard passes in his career. I think that 30 yard passes, is nine touchdowns, nine interceptions. It's just contingent upon somebody who has proven to be who he is.
0: I think I think that they he's just a little reckless, and that playoff game kind of proved they should have beat the Texans last year. Yeah, they should have. So, you know, you start talking about that. Uh, even that second half opening kickoff—if you remember—it was like a touchback that could have been a touchdown for the Bills, and like it changed the whole mem- momentum of the game a little bit. Uh, and then Josh Allen had a play too later in that game where he scrambled and like I forgot if he like threw that shit. Like he did some dumb shit. He tried to like yeah, he tried to like uh lateral it or something. But Josh Allen, I like Josh Allen, and I didn't draft him in fantasy in our league. Uh. This year, I took Baker just because of all the pieces. Plus, I have Chubb and Odell. So, I kind of – Baker, money maker. He's going to be a part of the reason why both of those guys should succeed. And, you know, I I like Josh Allen. I think they have a good coach in McDermott. And he proved that as the D.C. with the Panthers. That's why the Panthers were a playoff team, too, like – I mean, give Ronald Rivera credit, but like give him his credit too, because the Bills have completely turned that thing around. Oh,
1: yeah, their defense is nasty.
0: Yeah. And so, and they're, they don't even, I mean, they got digs now at wide receiver, but they don't really, you know, Frank Gore was the running back last year. Um,
1: I'm, mean, play for now the Jets.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He plays for the Jets. He's, and, and there was a rumor that he looks better than Levy Bill.
1: Well, that's because Adam Gaze doesn't like superstars and he wants Le'Veon Bell up out of there.
0: And, and, and do you blame him? I mean, I, so, and this is, i tell you what, this is from a birdie. You talk about the people I run into. So one of Justice's good friends, Isaac Rochelle, he's the backup defensive end for the Chargers. He plays with Joey, Bo- he's, Joey Bosa's backup. Notre Dame right. captain. Great guy too, by the way. He's got an outstanding uh, outreach program that he's doing. Um, See you on Sunday and Local Human. They're both really good. Like I'm, I'm proud. I'm a great guy too. But basically, uh, you know, so him playing for the Chargers when we were out in LA, I got to meet you know Pouncy. Uh, I got to meet a lot of the guys that play for the Chargers, and mm-hmm. Pouncy played in Miami with Gates, And that's what they call him. They call him Gates. He just called him Gates. He didn't call him Coach Gates. He didn't call him Adam. He calls him Gates. And so, like, he said Gase was cool, basically, that he actually was a cool – and think about it. Pouncey's one of those guys that, that people look at him as kind of trouble a little bit, right? Him and his brother. They played on that Florida team with Aaron Hernandez and Tim Tebow. So he's a part of all that – Urban Meyer. He's a part of all that shit. He said that Gase was a cool dude. He said that Gates you know with we'll FaceTime and all this other shit but then he said when he ended up getting traded to the Chargers Gase wouldn't answer no more so i think Gase is the type of guy probably that when he's with you he's with you but when it's time to cut ties you know he'll ghost you or whatever like he's he's kind of just not even interested in what it is that you do anymore um, regardless of your skill set or whatever but we'll see what happens with Bill they the Jets are just a shit show. They they like the Redskins are just one of these teams that it doesn't matter what you do. Sam Darnold's overrated too. By the way, he is so overrated.
1: It's oh not- yeah, I think he has he has upside, but he just doesn't have enough snaps at quarterback, and he's gonna watch out before he gets the chance to prove when, it. When
0: when it was Monday Night Football and Booger and them, you know, heard him saying that he was seeing ghosts. I said, oh, no, this guy's not going to make it. Even if he – I know he had – I think they said he had a concussion, but still, it was just like – that's bad, man. That was bad.
1: Hey, so look, college football is looking crazy this year. The progressive Pac-12 is not playing. Uh, the Big Ten has been pretty much told to play no matter what they want to do. And I've been seeing people talking about the Heisman. I'm like,
0: they're still going to give out a Heisman this year? They're going to still give out a Heisman and a national champion. Well, as- yeah, um,
1: I'm going to bet Georgia National, the Natty. Like, the only reason I didn't bet it today is because I got a call to play 2K right before we started pod, and so I just – you know, you can't play 2K and bet at the same time.
0: Exactly, exactly. I think that you're spot on with it, even though I, I felt a lot more comfortable with Jamie Newman, and not because I saw Jamie Newman play with Wake Forest. You know, I'm just one – I'm a guy that looks at the stats too – and then just the fit and how it would have been a dynamic offense, something that Georgia hadn't had with Prom. uh even the, even the national championship year, they weren't really dynamic. He was just a really good game manager. And they, but they had a two-headed monster in Michelle and Chubb. So, like, you know, those were the two – arguably the two best running backs in college football that season on one team. And I like Kirby as a coach, too. But, yeah, you know, I don't know with JT Daniels, which I don't even know if he's going to start game one. I think it might be Dewan Mathis. Like, I don't even know who's going to start game one. So with Georgia, there's just – we know that they're going to win 10-11 games. That's yeah, never – Mark Rick was doing that. You know what I mean? So we don't know what's going to happen. If I had to put my money on anybody, it would probably be Clemson, honestly. But I think that's just the an easy answer because I know that they're going to run through the ACC – and uh, no Ohio State, which that would have been my. Well, if 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 Jamie Newman was playing, it would have been to me. It would have been Georgia, Ohio State. Because but that's
1: the thing to beat Saban. You have to have a dynamic quarterback. Yes, and I'm a JT Daniels fan. That's only because I got the chance to meet him, meet his coaches back when he was at Modern Day. Yeah. They came to a a camp for this. They came to this camp for this team that I was coaching for. So I just got to meet him, talk to him, stuff like that. So that's just my personal, just like, I met this kid. I'm a fan. Yeah. But outside of that, yeah.
0: Well, injury history, obviously, his high school credentials stack up with winning. You know what I'm saying? Being the top pocket passer of his year. But. Um, you know, it's just it's gonna be a big question mark with college football. I honestly I think it's gonna be a lot harder for them to finish the season than anyone. Absolutely,
1: like, because they have schools that who, who make decisions, not millionaires, they have parents who are involved, they have conferences who are gonna make decisions who care about optics, unlike the billionaires do. And, and I'll tell you, like as we transition into gambling, man, I'm a after that Navy BYU game, I'm afraid to back college because I don't know how these kids are practicing. I don't know if you saw that Temple postponed the game because they want to get, like, more practice in or some shit. Well, like.
0: and, and, and let's just not forget, you know, we were 18 to 21 at one point, and it's going to be hard for them to just not be around people. And, like, you know what I'm saying, to, like, not party at all, even without nobody on campus, you know, what, you can what find the What's going to stop them from not going out one night? Like, I just, I don't see that happening. And then across the board and all it takes is one person. Then a team gets it. Then if the team plays the team and they don't, nobody tested positive, but they have it like, or they had it like, you know what I mean? It comes within. Yeah. yeah and like, that's going to shut that down. So it's going to be, I'm surprised that they are playing. I agreed with trying to do it simply for one reason, and one reason only, and not because of the money, like, they want to play, so like to me, that was a big decision. Is if the, if if they want to play, and you know they want to play, I guess that's where the, their discipline is going to come in. Are they are they going to stay away from everybody? And I just, you know, with the pros, I know these guys know it's business. And married or not married, like the, even the hoes that they have, like they're gonna they're gonna keep them bitches on the side. Like I'm like they're gonna have it to where they're the, the 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 women they're gonna be they're gonna be able to to uh here you go they're gonna be able to get them quarantine like you know what I'm saying to where if they yeah really-
1: yeah I'm not worried about the pros and my thing about the college thing is I I'm not gonna sit here and say money doesn't have anything to do with where I'm at with I said hey look if they want to play let them play let them play and because of the money. Because of what it does for, the, for the, the economies of a lot of these college towns, the economies of the colleges themselves, like, if the kids want to play, hey, give them the opt-out That's opportunity. That. Tell them, hey, look, you don't have to play another down here, but you can still finish your degree because of this right here. Would we'll never put that pressure on you. Give them a little bit of insurance money, a little liability if they do. If they do play, nothing crazy, just a little something-something. After that, let, let's play because – Athens needs money, and guess what? There's gonna be fans in the. gonna be fans in the stands, and if, if people want to go least, watch those that's games, the it
0: needs money. What? Nick Saban is the highest paid state official in Alabama. Are they not gonna pay him if they don't have a season? I think his contract price says no. You're gonna pay me no matter what, and so, you know, they can't not recoup that money. And I'm looking at a state. think about it, that's a state. You know, Georgia at least. You know,
1: we have Atlanta. We have Alabama. a skyline.
0: Well, and we missed out on the Final Four even this year, right? That was going to be in Atlanta, and that was going to bring tons of revenue and profit, you know, to the, to the city and the state. You, of- do you, you
1: remember Final uh, Four 2013? Yeah. Talk about a great
0: weekend. I'll give you one, too. I remember Final Four oh seven.
1: Well, I'm well, talking about we when say- we were old enough to party and do shit.
0: No, I know. I know, but I'm even just saying I remember, hell, when, when Florida won it all here. With Al Horford and Joe Kim Noah.
1: So let, let's get into the last gamble. This gambling. Yeah, go, right and fucking Mike
0: Conley. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Mike Conley. So overrated. But, anyways. Uh, so I've recently gotten back into gambling. You know, I took a long hiatus after um, one of those websites uh, locked me out of my account and no one answered the phone. But, uh, <laughs> Let's talk strategy. How do you bet? Because you are the best gambler that I know personally. You have a wild strategy from, from its appearance, but it works. Let's talk about it.
0: High risk, high reward. And the for, let me give a disclaimer, too, for anybody that ends up, you know, that's watching. Do not bet money that you don't have. And that is, like, the biggest thing that I can't stress to anybody. People can look at me and anyone that knows my personal winnings, you know, I don't flaunt it because I don't put, it's not something I've ever put on Instagram. I've never, I mean, I share it with my friends, of course, but that's because we're all generally interested slash betting on the games. Anyways, don't bet money that you don't have. And betting money that you don't have is going to end up putting you in a situation that you don't want to be in. And you're going to be upset not only at yourself, you're going to be upset at everybody, and that's just not good for anyone. And so my suggestion is if you don't have the money to play, then don't play. Break. That's this thing of Jordan and the fucking thing. But no. Great disclaimer, though. It's serious. But seriously, the uh, method that I use for gambling is of high risk and high reward. I'm the type of person that sternly believes – In everything that I think about sports and granted, I don't, of course, I don't always win. You know, I lose too. Actually, I lose more than I win, but the dollar amounts that I win versus the dollar amounts that I lose, they're not the same. I win. I win more money than I do lose money, but I also lose more bets than I win bets. And so you got to be locked in on what it is that you're trying to do when it comes to betting on sports specifically. If you don't know shit about it, don't bet on it. You know what I mean? I mean, you can get lucky if you want to, but if you don't know shit about it, don't fucking bet on it. You know, don't put your money on something that you don't know anything about. And so, for instance, with the pandemic, baseball. Baseball has been prominent. Even, you know, they came on before the NBA, and I just couldn't wait. I just could not wait. I was so ready to put some money on some live action that it wasn't even funny. And so if you're going to bet money on – and I, I know enough about baseball, but I'm not a religious follower like with football and basketball. Give it some time. Learn it. Understand it. See it. Know who's who. And even though we all know upsets happen and teams that are supposed to win don't always win – Learn it. Watch it a little bit. Like, you know what I mean? Understand your opponent. Your opponent is that bet sheet, that parlay. Understand that shit. And then when it comes to strategy in terms of betting, like on even what you do think you know, the NBA, NFL, or whatever it is that you think you know, I'm of a high belief that if I believe a team is definitely going to win, money line all the time. Or spread, if I'm that big of a believer. Spread. Give me the cover. They're going to cover. I, t- I, t- I try to stay away from over-unders for the most part. I mean, I'll get in on some of them, but I don't I don't really like doing over-unders. Um, I like to do alternative spreads. And we spoke about it before we got on here, but you look at game one of the Houston Rockets and OKC Thunder and Miami Heat and Milwaukee Bucks. The thought was, okay, Houston and – Milwaukee are going to win Game One that day. I took plus nine and a half on OKC and plus nine and a half on the Heat. Both of them ended up hitting. You know what I mean? Both of them ended up hitting. Now I lost the parlay because of baseball, like other shit. But bet on something that makes sense. If 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 plus nine and a half, if you think that OKC is close enough to where they won't lose by double digits, but even if you think that the uh, Houston's going to win. Why not just take the points on OKC at plus nine and a half if they're the same odds? Why bet on Houston straight up when there could be an upset?
1: And that, and that's the thing, man. Like I've started playing around with some of the alternative lines myself because it's for me. It's become like, hold on. I think you're gonna you're gonna win by blowout. So why should I just take these money line odds or even these spread odds when I feel like no? Today's a statement game.
0: Well, there's that, and right, and game one's always set the tone for series, and that's why if you look at both of those games specifically, the team that won game one ended up winning the series, and that doesn't always happen, but at the same time, Miami set the tone with Milwaukee, and they said game two pressures on you no matter what. It don't matter what we do. Game two pressures on you because if you go down 0-2, we got you, and we know that we do because you've got to win four out of five and you know, another
1: thing like I fall in love with, go ahead, betting uh, betting the margin of victory because you get such a good number from one to two points to like 10 points. You go ten dollars on each, yeah, you're hedging. Some people don't believe in hedging, but in certain places, like you're stupid not to hedge. You the numbers that good. It's like, hold on, either way, I might dish out 40 bucks here, but at the least, I'm gonna make 60. So yeah, it's, it's it's
0: free money. Exactly. And I, I hedged the last two days I hit ended up hitting both of those parlays, but I hedged the last two days because I said, okay, it's down to one game. This is what I need. And we were talking about this yesterday with Denver. And I said the 18 and a half and granted that wasn't the only thing I needed, but the giants were up like nine, nothing. And then the Dodgers game Dodgers diamondbacks were tied four, four. And, I needed the diamondbacks plus four and a half. So the Dodgers are gonna win by five runs. I didn't think that was gonna happen. But the Clippers and Nuggets game, it was they were up 13. So for me, I'm like, it's realistic that they'll win by 19 points and my parlay's over. I had to put a ton of money on not only because the odds were great, even if I lost, I still was gonna win money. Like they were like plus 325 to win by 19 points. But to me, it was worth even putting the money up against it with the amount of money that I had a chance to win. You, you hedge. You, you hedge. If you're if, if it is not solidified and you want to win some money, you're going to hedge no matter what. Yeah. Lose out on the big money that you got with the little bit of money that you bet as opposed to just losing out altogether and you could have won. You know, you and, still would have been a winner. And I'll tell you, I, I
1: fucked myself on, what was that, Monday when Navy played because I should have hedged. I just, I should have like ran all the fame parlays, right? And just interchanged Navy and BYU, Navy and BYU and all of them, right?
0: Or did, yeah, did the alternative spread. Even if you did, okay, I'm taking Navy straight up. Let me get BYU plus seven and a half. Like, I mean, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, let me just put them in there to where, okay, I can hit both because even if Navy wins, let's say that they don't win by a touchdown. Now you hit both. Like, you know what I mean?
1: And with the with the parlay that I made, I can't remember what it was, but I I had two of the NBA games uh, cover of uh, spreads plus the over unders, everything hit the Na- the Navy BYU over under hit right they hit, yeah. I hit the over, and I just didn't hit Navy and that was like turning ten to, to five hundred you know what I'm saying like twenty to six hundred I was like bro I just left so much money on the table just by not hedging.
0: Yeah, and that can be – that can always be a killer with the gambling. And obviously, you know – Joel just gave us a flames. Hi, Joel. Oh, Joel's tuned in? Yeah, he's watching. How are you doing, Boink Daddy? Is Zoe there too?
1: Tell Zoe we said hello. She should watch the whole show. It'll be on YouTube shortly.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm sure Lee's going to put up some clips. But uh, nonetheless, look, gambling its not for everybody. Uh, you got justice trying to create You might as well get in here too.
1: Yeah, like we're at an hour four. We're about to close it out, so you know.
0: Yeah, this guy. But uh, Thanks no, no, that's I'm not just, no, that's not what he's saying at all. Oh. Nonetheless, just disc, seriously disclaimer for anyone that wants to gamble, you can make plenty of money doing this. You really can, and you know, I hate to sound like somebody that's trying to sell four X to somebody, but. You've got a better chance of winning money doing this than that. And I've never done it, but the fact that people are trying to get – I never would never try and get anyone to gamble. That would be like me trying to get them to try a drug or something. Why would I get anyone to try a drug? I wouldn't – because it can be. It can be a drug in reality. Yes. Gambling can be a drug. Gambling addiction is real. It's and the cool. adrenaline
1: rush that you get like when you're – When you
0: waiting. hit. When you hit, it feels great. Oh, you're on top of the world! You've already spent the money.
1: Like yesterday, was it? I hit, I turned like a hundred into like five the other day. I drank good whiskey. I was like, "We fucking hit today, baby! It's a great fucking day at the office. I got to celebrate."
0: That's, that's 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 dinner for 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 two. You know what I mean? Plus yeah. tip at a great restaurant you 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 can splurge a little you know what i mean like
1: but it has but it, that, has, to say, play, say, it has to be play money.
0: let's say that you were going out of town or something you know let me not just get uh that deluxe king let's <laughs> upgrade <laughs> a little bit you know let's get let's get it with the ocean view or whatever like you know what i mean that stuff it happens and so you know and then that's another thing too if you know for a fact that you're going to continue to gamble First of all, don't pull out all your money. Hell I, no, because Bovada's
1: gonna tax your ass.
0: Yeah. Well, they don't even you don't know who really taxes with Bovada. It's more so when I move it to my Coinbase. I lose like and Bovada gets their little cut too. But like, all right, just an example. Now, I'm not saying that this happened for me, but if you pull out twenty thousand dollars, it'll get to your coinbase wallet and it'll be nineteen thousand. Eight hundred something. Then you'll pull it from your Coinbase to your PayPal, and then it's a two hundred dollar fee there, two hundred fifty dollar fee. Then you pull it from there, and not to mention because it's Bitcoin, Bitcoin's a stock, so it's going up and down. So it you could lose money if you don't pull it out immediately. In reality, if you let it sit for an hour, that stock could change. It could go up three percent. It could go down fifteen. I mean. Anything can happen between then and, and the, the moment the money hits, and then you move it to your pay. Well, for me, I move it from ca- to the cash, and then I move it to PayPal, and then from PayPal, PayPal takes a fee too. If you want the deposit d- immediately and you want to see it, it's like a ten dollars fee. But you can you can definitely lose money just even in the transfer portal. But point being, if you're gonna continue to gamble, don't pull it all out just to use your card or to yeah. that because you're just gonna lose money that way too, like redefining. Yeah. So keep your the money.
1: I look at it like a long-term investment that you treat like day trading. You're going in there every day and you're you're in and, and, and you're and you're making your decisions, but you're not you're not using you're not making this money to go spend in two weeks. It's like no 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 no, no. like this yep. is you let your gambling money grow. <laughs>
0: Let it grow, and then a suggestion too, for anybody. You hit I don't know, let's say you bet 100, you won a thousand. 500 of that, store it away. You're a winner, no matter what happens. Mm-hmm. even if you lose the other 500. Store that, well, plus your, your 100 back. So 600. What you bet plus half the winnings, at least. You're a winner. Now use that 500 and make it again. And so
1: that's kind of what my mom taught me about gambling, like going to Vegas. Like when you go and you hit, you at least half with,
0: that money needs to get put away.
1: Yeah, you like once you get back to what you came with, plus whatever your goal is, you 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 store that away so you so you don't go home losing, or you don't go home losing anything more than you plan to lose, right? Yeah. And then after that, then you just bet whatever winnings you make over that, well, so that. You're still a
0: winner. Well, and I would say even too, because if you plan, okay, if you go with a thousand dollars and you're okay with losing a thousand dollars, but you hit with a hundred dollars and you win a thousand, don't even I mean, t- t- do you want to be a winner or a loser no matter what? Sometimes it's worth the risk, but people will chase them own sales in a situation like that where if you bet a hundred thousand dollars, you win a thousand, you put away the five hundred, you lose the five hundred that you have remaining. Then you're like, well, I'm still a winner. Let me just take half from my my actual winnings where I'm up. Then you'll lose that. And then you'll chase it. And then you'll get the down back down to where you're even. And then you're like, well, I was already okay with losing a thousand. Let me bet it again. Then lose that. And then be like, damn, let me try and get my money back. And then you start digging yourself in this this fucking ever it, like you know what I mean? It's 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 a hole that you can't you can't get to the center of the earth. Like you know yeah, I mean? you're gonna continue to lose. And so there's
1: the, re- the reason why Vegas is rich.
0: Exactly. There's a reason why they're in business.
1: Speaking of which, I think this is a great place for us to close this out. Uh, I got a couple things for you about Vegas when we sign off. Anything else you want to give the listeners? Thanks so much for coming on. I really appreciate you, though.
0: Well, I appreciate you having me. You know, I'm always open, especially uh, and obviously, you know, I'm a multi-dimensional person. I can do more than sports and gambling, but specifically these two different topics I always love doing. And like I said, you know, coming into this, uh, it was, it's a privilege. It really is a privilege to, to do this. I love your podcast. Obviously I'm subscribed on Spotify and anyone that isn't should be, it's a great podcast. Uh, big baby, the goat AKA Adam Lee always is giving good content and he's getting uh, qualified guests to talk about whatever it is that he wants to talk about. And I don't see why you don't, um, subscribe if you're not already.
1: Hey man, thanks. I'm going to try to eventually get a, a locker room pod going.
0: Oh man.
1: I just actually want to do it when we I do it. like, it's a like a fucking like,
0: food fight in middle school though, with everybody like, just I don't
1: want to do it like when we're, we're when we're in the same room and I like bring out my other cameras and it actually becomes like a an event.
0: Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely enough personality for everybody that tunes in could definitely pick a side and legitimately be like, I agree with that person more. Yeah. I like
1: I want Josh Jenner to say that everything is stupid because Josh doesn't feel like using his words sometimes.
0: Yeah, well, and then you want you want Jew there too because Jew represents a small portion of people in the world. And so, Absolutely. And Joel with his sage wisdom. Well, right. J- Joel's the the voice of reason. You know, that's why he's the commissioner that somehow got the first pick. But um yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I
1: call shenanigans. But look, man, thanks so much, Pi. I appreciate you, dog. This has been great.
0: Big baby,